right, all right, all right. Welcome to another edition of Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt and, and Jake here. Coming to you with Talking Torah. And this is week 26. And what's it about? It's about eight. It's uh, Shemini is the, is the name. And this is Leviticus 9 through 1147. All right. Well, we appreciate you taking time to stop by. And we appreciate if you subscribe, if you like us. Share this with people, and uh, once again, we don't claim to be experts about anything, really anything at all, but uh, we appreciate you uh, taking a minute to be here, and uh, we just, we hope that we can point people to the scripture, and we won't, and we hope to help you uh, search these things on your own. That's the point. Go to scripture. So here we are at week um, 26, and uh, we've got this concept here of this what happens when fire falls from heaven due to strange fire strange fire jake it's what, strange strange yeah so i've heard this um i grew up in the church of christ and there i can remember church of christ preachers talked about strange fire and they would use it they would preach on this particular chapter interesting enough from the pulpit on a sunday morning and they would use it, though, to defend something that they believe to be a stronghold of church doctrine. Okay. And it might be, say, the Church of Christ did not participate in musical worship, you know, with uh, musical instruments. And so they would talk about how it was strange fire to bring in a musical instrument to the church building. Hmm. And, and so he would preach this. Preach that using this text. Preach some damnation of those music makers. Mm -hmm. A little mm -hmm. footloose mm -hmm. in, yes. in your little town. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then I can remember people would ask about, so isn't there like a harp? It doesn't say something about <laughs> there's harp or something? Like, oh, maybe that was used as a, a, a door stopper or something. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so you may have heard uh, this scripture, Strange Fire. To, you may have heard people using it for different things, but... Um, so this strange fire had to do, so Jake, would you read this section of scripture here? Sure will. Uh, just warm yourselves by this crackling yes, fire yes. while I read. Uh, then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, which took his censer and put fire in it, put incense on it and offered profane fire before Yah, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from Yah and devoured them and they died before Yahweh. So this fire, what do you think that means, uh, this this fire that they used? Um, was it the wood that they used, how they how they lit it? Um, well, I wonder what made it profaned. It's really hard to say. I mean, we don't get a whole lot of detail about it, but uh, I guess initially and for a while now, you know, I've, I've just kind of thought that they they didn't do it according to the command that they were supposed to be offering fire and uh you know i i've also thought perhaps it was this uh um tied in with some kind of idol worship kind of thing uh but yeah it's hard to say cuz there's not a ton of information about what that really is yeah. Well, it is uh, it is interesting. I do have some theories and, and some ideas about 
about what is happening here. And I think we get a little bit more uh, information. If I can go to the next one. Yeah, we go. Um, so, you know, why did they do, why did they do this? Uh, was it an act of rebellion or was it a mistake um, or was it something else? Well, I kind of, so the whole rebellion thing, perhaps, but it not, but not necessarily. Uh, and I just go with the, uh, when the arc was tipping and the guy catches mm -hmm. it and, you know, so it, it, that wasn't a rebellious thing, but it was a something he still had to pay consequence for. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was going back there, but so I think it's possible they were drunk, and uh, because so explain your theory now. So, and the reason so is uh, so if you look at this, we started in chapter nine. Is that correct? Yeah. And then ten eight, we have this scripture. So I mean, so basically, um, so Jake, what happens to these guys after they offer strange fire? Was did they all live happily thereafter? What happened? No, there was a uh, consuming fire that uh, smote them. Yes, they uh, they got smote ironically <laughs> by fire, right? <laughs> so, um, and then the, what did they? You know, and that is this weird thing about they couldn't mourn for them, and uh, they had to come out and act like nothing happened, basically, <laughs> and everything everything just going on like normal. And then, so so all that happens, and then in 10.8, it says, Yahuwah spoke to Aaron, saying, Do not drink wine, nor strong drink, or nor your sons with you when you go into the tabernacle of the assembly, lest you die. It shall be a statute forever throughout our generation, throughout your generations, and that you, you may be... Um, there may be a difference between the holy and the unholy, between the clean and unclean. So, so it's strange that that comes right after this situation. Yeah, and it makes sense to me that maybe that's what happened. They got drunk and they're like, hey, I'll tell you what, be good. We're going to go in there and light that fire. <laughs> and that's the last thing they, you know, it was like, hey, man, hold my beer. Yeah. So, which is, you know, just further proof that the people that we read about in this book, they're, they're not that far apart from the humans that you and I know today. So did some. I know a dumb lot things. of a lot of people that uh, uh, play with fire when they're drunk. Yes, <laughs> yes, it wasn't a good idea to back then, and definitely not a good idea today. But you know, it doesn't um, come out and specifically say that that's what they did. But just but, but that scripture being there, it's it's almost like he's like, well. I didn't think I had to tell you this, but <laughs> apparently I do. <laughs> um, don't get drunk and try to do the things in the temple and right. the tabernacle. Right. So it just kind of makes sense to me that they might be connected. Yeah. And I've heard other people speculate that as well. But anyway, it's something for you to research, check out. See, I can't say it's think. not a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Um, yeah, and this is that verse. Yeah, so 10. this is ten eight that we just read. So, you know, where he says, "Don't go, 
get drunk. And then it's interesting too, that he talks about knowing. So basically implying that when you're drunk, you can't always discern, which that kind of makes sense. And you may not be able to discern clean and unclean. Right. Then you probably can't do a very good job of teaching your children when you're in this state either. Right. Not anything. They'll, they'll, they'll remember these lessons, but yes. not for any good reason. So don't, don't get drunk in the uh, tabernacle. <laughs> so the other weird thing in here is, well, how does he, what do you think he tells these relatives that they can't really show any mourning that he tell them specifically, don't go out and put sackcloth and ashes on your head. Uh, so to me, the first thing that kind of comes to mind on this for me is, is uh, this was a righteous judgment by Yah, and don't be sad about it because then you're kind of looking at his judgment as as something bad or something, mm. maybe along those lines. Kind of, yeah, it's just business. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... wasn't wasn't personal. It's just had to be done. Yeah, well. Yeah, that, that's interesting for sure to think about it that way. But um, but yeah, it's definitely uh, puzzling because Aaron had to be devastated. So, um, I mean, these are his sons. And, um, you know, he, it had to just be terrible to think that, um, that, that his boys did this and then what happened to them. Right. So, anyway... So, so if you have theories, put them in the comments. Yep. And so we talked about what he makes them do. Uh, basically, they uh, can't show. Um, and, and here, would you read this? Sure. This goes into it. Uh, and Moses spoke to Aaron and to Eleazar and Ithamar, his sons who were left. Take the grain offering that remains of the offerings made by fire to Yahweh and eat it without leaven beside the altar, for it is most holy. You shall eat it in a holy place because it is your due and your son's due of the sacrifices made by fire to Yahweh. For so, for so I have been commended, commanded, the breast of the wave offering and the thigh of the heave offering you shall eat in a clean place, you, your sons, and your daughters with you, for they are your due and your son's due which are given from the sacrifices of peace offerings of the children of Israel, the thigh of the heave offering, and the breast of the wave offering they shall bring with the offerings of fat made by fire to offer as a wave offering before Yahweh. And it shall be yours and your sons with you by a statute forever as Yahweh has commanded. So it's uh, kind of interesting. It's like they have to do some extra task now mm -hmm. uh, because of this. You know, some things were added uh, maybe that they didn't have to do before. Don't you think that's kind of what this is implying? Maybe this is there's some new things here. It seems um, that way. So definitely um, an interesting um, thing there. And then you get into clean and unclean. So now, um, are these fish on here? Are those clean fish or unclean fish? They're definitely clean. Well, do they have fins? They have a tail, but do they have fins? Um, and I don't not, see scales on them either. <laughs> got to use your imagination. Oh, okay. <laughs> So they're just silhouettes. Oh, they're fish. just cartoon fish. Yes. Don't, yes. don't read too much. They're, they're not uh, showing the details okay. of the fish. So 
but um, clean, unclean, predatory birds, scavenger, scavengers, unclean. And then, what about these? Uh, has to chew the cud. Has to have a split hoof. Like we talked about the your crazy fish cartoons here. Uh, has to have fins and scales. If it's a a seafaring creature, um, no camel, no hair. Mm-hmm. I no mean, I think they no have those signs in the stores. No camel, no hair, no Did service. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. Well, the rabbit is in there because, um, he, you know, because it has characteristics of of a mammal, and uh, but yet uh, they're gross. <laughs> don't, <laughs> yet they're gross. Don't eat them. <laughs> yeah. Even though in the Old West, apparently they did eat them, but they didn't always know, I guess. Or didn't, didn't, yeah, they didn't know. A lot of people eat the, eat the, the rabbits. Mm-hmm. They like them. Yeah. A lot of people grow yeah. them for meat. Yeah. A lot of homesteaders yeah. grow them for meat. Mm. Not, not, a, not a Toro keeper. Right. But we grow them for their poop. That's right. Fertilizer. <laughs> And so in 1016 here, it also talks about uh, pouring out the blood in the tabernacle. Um, we just read that. Um, and then we got the clean and the unclean. Um, and then I think we have a list, a chart. Um, so pretty handy chart. Is there anything that stands out to you or kind of, kind of go over this with us, Jake, about what, what can we eat and what can we not eat? What's food and not food? Because that's really what this scripture is talking about is, Hey people, this is food. This is not food. Right. That's a good point that, uh, you know, the other things have a purpose, but they're not food. Food isn't the purpose for the other things. So, um, things like, of the cow variety, things of the sheep and goat variety, things of the deer variety. Well, basically, they're All ruminants. These ruminants. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah ruminant animals. And they got to choose their cud. Had to have split hoof, but um, interesting. Like a horse, yes. Does it doesn't chew its cud, 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 and it doesn't have split hoof. Right. So it's it fails all around. Mm-hmm. But people eat that one too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ikea meatballs. Yes. <laughs> oh, gross. And definitely but, pigs, you know, unclean. Everybody knows right. that one, I think. That one's not. Yeah. And then a rock hyrax. Some of these don't, things, don't, I'm not don't sure. Eat I don't, know what they, don't eat rocks. <laughs> a camel is, is unclean. I think the most interesting one for clean animals is the giraffe. Yeah. Clean animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about fish? What are the fish we can eat? The fish we can't eat? We kind of talked about Very it, simple. Fins and scales. Yep. Now... Catfish, is it? What is it? It's a, it's a skin haver. Yes. And, Unclean. and there's something else that you kind of notice about the skin havers versus the scale havers. The skin animals tend to be uh, bottom dwellers yes. and, and garbage feeders. Now, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily... The standard, the standards, fins and scales, but uh, you'll find there's a bit of a tie in there. Yeah. Um, well, what gets difficult though is things like a shark. It doesn't have scales per se, but apparently it does. Apparently it does. I mean, you you think shark not scales, but I mean that's something you gotta look at on your own and find mm-hmm. out because I think they do have 
scale. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, there's not a lot of shark options for me here. Well, so. we have we have a a shark enthusiast in mm. our fellowship, and uh, she assures us sharks have scales. She wouldn't eat sharks though because they're too awesome. Yeah, too awesome. Well, it kind of makes me mad. We recently did a series about um, climate change is real. Yeah. And uh, in the climate change is real, I don't think we, I don't remember talking about one of the problems, and maybe we did, one of the problems in the ocean is that we are over-harvesting the bottom dwellers. We're harvesting all the clams and the shrimp, and then now we're standing around going, oh, I wonder why the ocean is so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we shouldn't if we followed his commandments we would be leaving the things in the water that were designed to clean it right but we keep overfishing and uh they're having to create artificial reefs and do all this intervention here in, in here in texas actually trying to get the clams and things to come back um and but yeah and then the water's really gross yeah so, that's what you get, people. That's right. <clears throat> and pretty much uh, on birds, um, it's, it's you know, predatory birds. The birds one is probably the toughest. Yeah. Because <clears throat> there's so many different kinds of birds. And they only give you a few examples. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, let's let's throw it into the mix, Matt. What about chickens? <laughs> I know we've talked about it before, you know the but you know when you look at the characteristics of a chicken compared to the unclean birds here, they're very different. Yes. You know, the characteristics of eagle, vulture, buzzards, falcons, they're not really what we see in chickens necessarily. Right. Those are smart birds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those are birds uh that are on a mission and just you know chickens just uh they're different yeah. they're not they're not like that now i've heard the the whole if it has like a crop mm-hmm. kind of situation mm-hmm. i don't know but you know i'm i'm of the variety that uh, chickens are clean, but I wouldn't be surprised if we got up there and he said, oh, you guys missed that one. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those things where, I mean, I guess if you were, if, if you study it and you become convicted about it, well, you shouldn't eat chicken. But Jake and I have both studied it and we didn't, you know, we, we decided it was okay. But I think that's something you got to figure out on your own. And, and, you know, and if you choose not to do it, that's great. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. So I get it. So, and then the flying insect thing, you know, we don't often think, and especially in our world today, not many of us look at insects and go, ooh, that's a tasty looking bug right there. I wonder what that'd feel like between my teeth. <laughs> but uh, in other places of the world, they eat a lot of insects. And turns out there are insects we can eat. That's right. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, the thing with the, if your knees are above your feet, which is kind of a weird kind of phrase, but. Uh, the whole, you know, locust, grasshopper, cricket varieties, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Stuff that jumps around, I guess. Yeah. And and then you think about in the insect world, there are millions of insects. And so there's really not that many you can really eat. Right. 
And then what about creeping reptiles? Turns out uh, stay away from none. <laughs> so kind Those of are terrible. Yes, not a single one. Every lizard is, is evil. So anyway, um, I love how uh, creeping reptiles it has on the list mouse. Mm -hmm. It's just a, it's creeping, a reptile. Creeping, it's a creeping animal, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't really fall in. The interesting reptile. too, uh, when you look through this. And you look at the verses, he says, these are abominable to you, you know, and they are, they make you an abomination. Don't make yourselves abominable to him yeah. through these things. Yeah. Now, uh, if we're going to say this went away, just realize if you're saying that, this is the same thing he says about uh, uh, homosexuality yeah. Yeah. and things like that. Mm -hmm. So what... If he hates them both the same, why would he all of a sudden say one's all right now? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense that this was, um, you know, no one explained this to me early on, but that um, he created these for purposes, and he never created these unclean things for the purpose of feeding people. Right. Uh, that was not their intention. Uh, they have different things. You know, they're the sanitation department. They're the cleanup crew. Um, yeah, and it makes sense. You don't eat trash, and <laughs> you don't eat the trash that eats the other trash. Right. Uh, that just uh, makes sense. And and uh, But, you know, also when you think about it in some ways, by eating unclean animals, I, I eat unclean animals a lot. I eat a lot of them. And uh, But I don't think I realized I was actually con consciously making a choice to... Uh, to put bad things in my, you know, I didn't yeah. do, even do the research and realize how they, they Oh, were, it's also very bad for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then all, all the science points out the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a good right. idea to not eat those things. Yeah. So, and how many warnings do you see? I mean, you see warnings about cooking your meat thoroughly, but it seems like on so many of these unclean ones, sometimes they have another warning about... Uh, worms and things that you can <laughs> yeah. get them. Well, you know, fire didn't cook as well back then. So didn't cook as well. Did I've it? heard that argument. <laughs> yeah, the fire wasn't as hot. Yeah. So anyway, clean unclean. This concludes week eight. Jake, what else you got to say about week eight and the Torah abortion? Uh, well, a couple things. Uh, one being, I hear a lot. Well, in the beginning, he created them, and he said they were good. For the unclean animals uh, i hear that argument but good doesn't mean eat it right a lot he made a lot of things good mm -hmm. but you, that you don't eat um but yeah, he made rocks good rocks are good i don't need them well that's your problem you he made the sun rocks. the moon the sky yeah. Yeah. the earth so when he says he made them and he said they were good good just means they they perform the function they were created to perform. A shovel's good because it digs dirt. Mm -hmm. Made to dig dirt. Does it dig dirt? It's a, it's good. Mm -hmm. So that's the point. Yeah, that's um, a good point. And then additionally, the other thing I had was, uh, you may be surprised to find how many times uh, it talks about uh, don't make yourself unclean in the New Testament. It's all over in there now i usually go to galatians 5 where he has the whole list of fleshly things you're supposed to refrain from 
and one of them is uncleanness. Um, and where do you find where to be free from that uncleanness? Uh, the Torah and uh, Leviticus and uh, <laughs> right in several places. That's where it describes yeah. it. I don't see anywhere in the New Testament that really describes what this unclean that you're supposed to be refraining from really is. And I always thought it was about washing my hands. Right. Well, and that's what the Pharisees were saying. Cleanliness right? is next to godliness. Right. And uh, that, that, and I believe that is true. But what I understood is in my youth. Uh, it was about washing my hands and right. washing my body. It wasn't anything about what went into my body. Right. And then, uh, of course, you know, I kind of think of it this way too. You know, if your body is the temple, right? And we're supposed to be we're a New Testament church, right? Mm-hmm. Bottle, our body is the temple now. Right. So don't be putting, smearing your temple, Yah's temple, with unclean animal fat. Yes, you know, someone we know says, "Don't smear it with pig squirts." Yes, don't don't smear Yah's temple with pig squirts. <laughs> Woods to live by. Yes, yeah, so that's going to be on the next T-shirt for sure. Yeah. So, so those are just kind of the points. I yeah, no, that's good. That's real good. All right. Well, uh, if you have any questions, go read Leviticus nine eleven to forty seven. It's not very long. Also, while we're on the topic. We recommend um, a great way to read the Torah portions every day, little by little, is uh, the Daily Bread app. And so uh, we are not sponsored in any way, uh, but we do uh, like to mention things that are useful and that's useful. Right. That's a good app. I like it. So we appreciate you stopping by and we appreciate you subscribing and uh, tune in for more. This is Matt and And Jake signing off. See you later.